Hey, everybody. Absolutely fantastic episode of The Morning Show. We talk about 12-fold, which is Yuga Lab's generative art drop that they are dropping on Bitcoin, specifically the Ordinals protocol. So we talk about that. We also discuss Mochaverse, which is the NFT drop that's coming from Animoca Labs. And we talk about some of the action that we're seeing in the NFT market. Seems like there's some interest in the market today because of that Bitcoin drop. So overall, it's a great show. It's sponsored by us, by our newsletter. Sign up at the nifty.com. That's T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y dot com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NFT Morning Show. Today is Monday, March 6th, and we have a whole lot to talk about. I mean, big news today. We have Yuga's 12-fold auction, which is the generative art auction that they are putting out on the Bitcoin Ordinals protocol. It is picking up steam. Uh, I mean, it's pretty It's pretty gnarly. It's big, big news. Uh, we also have a highly anticipated mint happening this afternoon that we'll have to dive into. So stick around for the show. We've got a whole lot to talk about. Really excited to get into it. On this show, we talk about all things NFTs, crypto, technology, finance, uh, entertainment, gaming, and everything in between. I'm your host, P.O., here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, the funniest man in the business. Easy Eats Bodega, the host of GMGM Market Talk, the host of Web3 Made Easy, and the founder of Bodago, soon to hit a blockchain near you, King Kicks. The CEO of Crypto Raiders, a gaming entrepreneur in his own right. Cyber Stadium is coming soon. That's gotten a lot of hype. That's highly anticipated. He's also a co-founder in the Nifty and an intelligent degenerate, degenerate trader extraordinaire. Signal's not going to be around today, uh, but she will be missed, but she'll be back this week. Have no worries. Uh, and last but not least, we got Bunny. Bunny, your bio just says two pretzels are walking down the street. <laughs> One of them's assaulted. <laughs> is that I'm a, a big guy? Yeah, is that like a hangover from the joke of the day thing that we did last week? That's just my favorite joke. Did we do that last week? You know we did that last week, Bunny. Yeah, yeah, it was that's where I got it from. <laughs> well, very nice. Easy, how you doing this morning, amigo? Doing well, doing well. It's a good day to have a good day, you know. That's what I like to hear. Clemente, anything that I missed on what we're talking about on the show, you know, our, our producer extraordinaire, Clemente, anything else that the audience should know before we start to dive in? Get ready to hear about some owls. That's a, it's going to be a big one. Yeah, here. that was the, the big thing. Nick, did you catch that over the weekend? I know you were definitely busy. Yeah, yeah you saw it. I saw it. And uh, who needs moonbirds anymore? You know, I feel like they just killed proof in one fell swoop. It's just dead. <laughs> Like everyone was like, oh, remember Moonbirds? It, there was like literally like people were just sitting there. I don't know if you were, uh, uh, people were pouring out drinks. It was like sort of a funeral for proof this weekend while people were uh, sitting there and talking about the owls. They were like, how, how, ever, how will proof ever, uh, you know, recover from this situation? Is that an owl Someone joke? Else? A howl? <laughs> Sounds like an owl joke. Maybe not reference to owls. Yeah. Where do you think it came from? What do you, what are moonbirds? Well, there you go, Nick. Uh, owls. I don't know if I would have gone that far, Nick, because moonbirds are still at 6.2 ETH. I did notice uh, <laughs> when, when the owls were at l l no joke, like 
point zero one because I don't know if they were free or they were like point zero zero one to start. They got to point zero one on the secondary. I was in our Discord. Everyone's posting about them. Kicks came in and said, "What is this? Checks for poor people?" So <laughs> I, that was a pretty funny comment. I probably should have just you know aped in right there. Before you know it, they were point eleven, and I was like, "Good Jesus!" And they've been point thirty four. It seems like for maybe thirty six hours or something like that. At this point, it's kind of crazy. Um, cool. It's it's a cook. I mean, one guy in our Discord made I don't even know how much. At, at one point, he had posted the realized gains versus the unrealized gains. I think the realized gains was something like ten Ethereum. Then the unrealized was like another nine. I was like. I mean that is that is not a bad day at the office. Uh, anyway, we got a we got a great show ahead for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. So, question of the day, Clemente. Uh, the question of the day today is: Where was your last vacation? Where was your last vacation, Nick? Where was your last vacation? I, I shouldn't have asked him. He's. I haven't had this. This is, this is an awful question. <laughs> it's a good question for someone that just had a great vacation. It's not a great question for someone that hasn't taken a, a vacation since 2021. I don't even know. 2021. I don't even know if I took a vacation in 2021. I literally don't know. where. Was 2019 maybe because uh, pre-COVID, right? You haven't had a, vaca- a COVID vacation. It's been COVID right into NFTs for you, right? Me too. Me too. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm literally trying to think where, where I ever went on vacation. And I, I, I have no idea. I, I went to Spain, and I don't know when that was. That, I went to Greece, uh, and that was, I think, pre-COVID. Well, so a pre-COVID vacation. People are saying the Bahamas was a vacation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you consider flying in Friday afternoon, leaving on Sunday, working the whole time as a vacation, well, that's one hell of a vacation if you ask me. Uh, yeah, wouldn't let us go to the beach. I, you know, if Pia was like, if I went back, I'd, I'd have Nick stay there for a week. I'd actually uh, take that. I don't, I, I don't need that, that duration going on the beach one time, like literally hanging out on the beach for an hour. I, I would have been like, oh, we had some vacation time. <laughs> I don't, I don't play ladies and gentlemen. You want to talk about a work trip to talk about going to the, the beach. I, I don't play. Um, no, I'm exaggerating. I should have, we, we should have gone to the beach for sure. Anyways, my last vacation, um, I went to Austin, Texas in 2020 for great just a oh, great city. It was like my third or fourth time going there just for fun. That's the last, like just for fun, non work trip, uh, that I went on. So there you go. Uh, well, Kicks, you went on vacation, right, or something? Well, you've had you've had like work retreats. When's your last vacation? Dude, this guy's never fucking working. That's how bad he's vacationing, man. This guy out here just like doesn't stop traveling. Just sits at the beach, dials it in from like the phone, and is like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Look, I'm I'm checking in. I'm on the show." I'll tell you what. Once you once you have kids, there's no such thing as a vacation. Yeah. It's just a family trip. They're very different. So I'd say the last vacation I really went on was Jamaica 2018. That was great. That was a good time. Jamaica 2018. But yeah, even the work trips were fun. So we went to, we went to Park City, snowed three feet, got some uh, fresh powder, uh, really fully embraced how out of shape I am as my quad feels like it's going to explode on the last run of the day. 
So uh, good times. Nice. Very nice. Well, we got some good responses here from the audience. We got Elle saying that she moved so that she can live where other people vacation. That's a big flex right there. That's uh, a lot of people talk about that. She's flexing on us with that. Rondell said, just a teeny weekend away with my girls to the Yara Valley for a music festival. Last overseas trip was Thailand in 2015. Wow, that's a long time, Rondell. I can tell you're Australian. Aussies love Thailand. That's what they say. Uh, Miggy Mello also said Thailand. He said he just got back a few weeks ago, currently in Europe, freezing my ass. Where'd you go in Thailand, Miggy Mello? Did you go to the north to Chiang Mai to eat that cow soy? Because uh, if you didn't, you should have. That is a fantastic place to visit with wonderful food. King said Art Basel. Time to take a trip again. Well, we were working the whole time in Art Basel, and I actually couldn't wait to get home. It was too too long of a trip. We were down there way too long. Uh, so that was not a vacation for me, but glad that you uh, operated in vacation capacity. Very talented artist Antoine Algin said, Serifos Island, Greece. That sounds like a Greek island that you have to be in the know to know about. All the gringos over here go to, uh, what's it called, Santorini. They don't know about Serifos. Uh, Tammy Hammer said, California, Tammy, where'd you go in California? San Diego. That's a good place to go on vacation. Uh, Los Angeles, West side. That's a good place too. Uh, Jay said before the FTX meltdown, he went to Bahamas, uh, young, he, it was a honeymoon. They were the youngest couple with Butler service. That's a little, that's a flex right there. They noticed everyone else was older than them. I don't know if I would have, uh, you know, framed that up, but shout out to Jay service was dope. Going to countries like that, uh, has wonderful service. If you ever go to Cuba and you rent a place, it, you don't have an option. It's not uh, It's not like part of the package that you select. People just show up at your home and cook you a wonderful breakfast. It's not an option for you to say, no, they're coming. They're coming to the home for breakfast. That didn't happen to me. I went to Cuba. Literally, literally did not happen. I'd be, I'd be interested to... Uh, Were you at a hotel? No, at an Airbnb. I don't believe you. I don't believe you, Nick. I think you're lying. I'm just telling you. I mean, there was someone who worked in the kitchen. They must... So, so like, hold on. So, time out. <laughs> wait a minute. You just, wait. There was somebody that worked in the kitchen? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> When I read an Airbnb in like uh, Vermont, there isn't somebody that works in the kitchen. So it sounds like you are saying the same thing that I'm saying, big dog. I don't know. It felt like you were saying like a family comes to join you and, and celebrates breakfast with you every day. That was my understanding of your statement. Ladies and gentlemen, I want everyone to take note of this moment. We're going to move on in a second. Keep the show going. This sums up my working relationship with Nick, Wait, where uh, I say something. He goes, that's not true. And then he confirms it's true one moment later. So check it out. I, I didn't have breakfast every day. I want to be clear. That did not. That wasn't an option every day for me. Someone worked in the kitchen. Or like lived at the house or something. I have no idea. It was a weird. It was a weird circumstance. It was like uh, an Airbnb. It was like a luxury Airbnb. You have like a live-in kind of chef. Yeah, sort of thing. But I wasn't. Eat, they weren't cooking me anything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when I was in Austin, we had an awesome guy named Patrick, and he would just go get his groceries and stuff like that. Park City, none of those services. We actually smelt something weird in the kitchen. Uh, went to preheat the oven for some pizza. Found some just four-day-old broccoli. Uh, that the cleaning ladies just didn't find. So uh, that's going to one star. <laughs> uh, 
That's pretty funny. Anyways, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get right into it. Uh, Shout out to the sponsor of today's show, which is us, the Nifty Daily Digest, uh, which is the daily newsletter that we publish. If you look at the first pinned tweet, you can subscribe at thenifty.com. That's T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com for the newsletter. We got the weather report here. Kicks, please take it away with the weather report. Can't wait to hear it, buddy. Yeah, me either. I can't wait to hear it. Give me a sec. What day is today again, Pia? It's Monday, March 6th. Today's Monday, March 6th, 2023. Total market volume coming in 72 million. Blur 47. OpenSea 16. Blur market shareholding 65%, but definitely coming down a little bit. So tightening the gap. Leaders, Ape 72. Mutants, 15.4. Punks are actually 65.2. They're getting a little boost with some wrapped punk blur liquidity. Azuki 14.6, Moonbird 6.2, Doodles 5.1, Pudgies 5.6, Clonex officially removed from the leaderboard. Over the weekend, Owls were the winner on the weekend. The 10K collection did the highest volume of any project, running from free mint to 0.4 E, outperforming Momo Guru, which has seen a pullback down to 0.5 E. Yuga Labs announced the summoning is delayed until the 15th of March and the auction for 12-fold, which began yesterday, will finish today at 3 p.m. EST. So far, the top bid has come in at 2 Bitcoin with six hours until close. I think the bottom bid somewhere around 0.1. It be interesting to see where that finishes. On the art side of the market, we saw an all-time high sale of 25 ETH for Claire Silver's Genesis collection on the Braindrops platform after the artist revealed a new upcoming collection. And following the success of last month's Christie's auction, Fidenza number 305, which is a really cool one, sold for 350 ETH. There's a casual half a million dollars. Last but not least, CryptoPunks are now available to trade on Blur as wrapped CryptoPunks. The collection saw over 1.5K ETH in volume, allows potential buyers to send collection offers, and the floor sits at 64.7 versus 65.2 on Lever Labs' website. Quickly looking over at crypto, we got Bitcoin 22.3, ETH 1565, Solana 20.7, Ape just below 5, 4.8, Blur, ouchie wouchie 0.68. Back to you in the studio. Fantastic weather report as usual. Nick, were you going to add something right there? Sorry, did I speak over? making fun of ouchie-wouchie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter uh, that I mentioned earlier. Sign up at thenifty.com. Yuga Labs, get this. Nick, did you see this story? Filed a trademark for Don't Drink Me and filed it under several categories, uh, including soft drinks, foods, and get this, malt beverages and liquor. I wonder if they saw what Happy Dad did with the branded alcohol um, with Bored Apes on it and said, we're going to sell booze. I mean, that's kind of crazy to me. Um, What's the brand name? It's called Don't Drink Me, which is interesting. Classic. (laughs) Uh, What are you sipping on today? Don't drink me. Okay. Uh, Awesome. (laughs) That's like a name I and mean, NFT. The same as liquid death kind of like has some sort of like tongue in cheek element there. You I, know? I have not hung out with a single person that drinks liquid death, and uh, I'll, I'll maintain that for the rest of my life. <laughs> I drink liquid death. 
Well, we don't hang out when you drink it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> you know better I've than to drink it around me. Drink liquid death. Literally yeah, never dude, once. The mango chainsaw is the best one. Do you do you like wear your Ed Hardy out while you're <laughs> drinking your liquid death, or like, what's kind of your order of operations there? Yeah, usually, and my jeans have studs on them. <laughs> He shops at Hot Topic while he does it. Uh, well, I, I kind of want to talk about that. Other stories, Uniswap has introduced a mobile crypto wallet which users can unlock with a face ID and encrypt their seed phrase on iCloud. Encrypting the seed phrase on iCloud does not sound smart, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know if I'm out to lunch on that, but that sounds not that smart. If celebrities are getting their nude phone pics hacked off of iCloud, I don't know about seed phrases. I'm just saying. Uh, and then last but not least, Ethereum developers announced the ERC4337 token standard, which should enable users to retrieve lost private keys as well as set up two-factor authentication to access wallet via biometric data. Guys, that's a pretty big deal, I think, right? There, there are a lot of people talking about this. Uh, Zeneca did a whole like article. I think he sent out a newsletter about it even. And then I saw uh, Rug Radio did as well. And I, I also had been Googling around about it uh, this weekend. It's like yes and no. Like, uh, yes, it's interesting in that there's another way to like have uh, and store and recover uh, accounts. So that's interesting. But uh, it, it's instead more like the, the underlying elements of it, which means like developers may be able to build things. Sort of like we just saw Uniswap did. And surprisingly, they didn't need... Uh, you know, 4637 or whatever it is for 4337. They didn't need that in order for that to go down. I, it's interesting. It sounds like from a programming standpoint, I, I feel like that's that's where the, most of the interest is going to be. Um, is that like maybe developers like Uniswap can create alternative sort of recovery approaches utilizing this, but you have to set up an account that utilizes this contract. What I couldn't, what I didn't figure out in my research was like the exact steps to do that. Like, how do I set up that account? And some of the the provided solutions were essentially similar to things that we've done before, which is, uh, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the phrase. What the, what's the word for the accounts where multiple uh, multi sig? There you go. So like uh, multi sig wallets. Um, it sounded sort of similar to that. I don't know the full implications, but everyone's just like, this is the biggest thing ever. And my assumption is this like coincided with uh, ETH Denver. You're muted, Kix. Yeah, I, I just I thought it was funny too that people are like, this is the biggest thing ever. And it sounds like a NASA safe. I'm sure it's pretty interesting, but maybe you can dumb this down for me. Uh, isn't an ERC a token? So like we like trade ERC 20, 720, you know, 721s or 1155s? Uh, this, is, this is a smart contract, but it's also proposals. So uh, uh, it's not a token. It's uh, our EIP is the way that it should actually be uh, presented. I don't know why they're calling it ERC-47 or whatever it is, uh, but maybe that's because it's a smart contract itself. Gotcha. And so they're, they're just using the... Um, uh, the uh, well, actually, no, it is a proposal as ERC-4337. I don't know. I, I haven't seen them... Apply it that way rate. as an EIP versus ERC. Anyways, we're getting into like some nuance here over the acronyms utilized by ETH developers. But yeah. But I, mean, stuff, I, I think people just think it's a big deal because it's continued development and advancement of the Ethereum blockchain. 
at a faster clip than any other blockchain, right? And so I think that's why people think it's a big deal. Nick, what do you think? And we're going to talk about 12-fold. That's the biggest story that we have to talk about today. Obviously, we'll talk about the owls and, you know, like whatever. We'll talk about the owls. But 12-fold is the biggest story. But on the don't drink me front, like what do you think about Yuga Labs making alcoholic beverages? I guess if you have the bandwidth, if you have the resources, make as much money as you can. But this kind of goes against like focus on what you're best at, right? Your assumption is because they filed a trademark that inherently they're doing that business. Right. I, 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 which I think is- They're preventing course. other people from doing that business, huh? Well, if well, you do one of the things in that category, then I guess theoretically it's protected. I don't know enough about uh, trademark law other than every time I get involved with it, it costs me thousands of dollars. Um, and and, and w- for whatever reason, it never feels like I'm protected. Like It just, it just feels like- <laughs> You like pay mafia thousands, money. thousands of dollars, and then if you if you want to protect it, you got to spend thousands of dollars every time. Yeah, yeah you spend Honestly. ten grand for the right to spend fifty grand later, right? Exactly. It's a boat, basically, is what it is. It's one. It's one of the worst. The whole thing's a scam. I, I meet uh, I, I meet people that are like, yeah, and this name is protected. It, it's like one of those things. It's like uh, real estate when you when you list off some of the perks associated with it, and suddenly you like rename the neighborhood. So that it sounds more attractive, and then you like add some of like the perks associated with the property, and it's like I spent a bunch of money over on. Look at that wine fridge right there. You're gonna put that wine fridge to a lot of good use. That that adds fifty thousand dollars to this property. I, I'm making up a random attribute, but the, yeah, and the then the buyer's is, like, "I'm sober, dude." Like, uh, but the the reality is, I I, I think that that's something that uh, well we'll have to see. I I wouldn't say they're definitively doing this thing. It's the same way that uh, uh, Apple files patents all the time and not all those patents it are necessarily indicators of things that they plan on releasing. Uh, but it's, it's not a bad indicator. I'll be interested to see what they do. And I mean, if they start offering beverages, then that's interesting. Does that mean if... So if I hold on to my board ape rather than sell it, do I get all that for free? Like that, That's the real question at this point because I, I look at it every day and say, this thing's worth like way too much money. <laughs> this is like this is this is a lot of money. What will Nifty um, Nick do? Go ahead, Nick. So the thing I was gonna say, the twelve fold thing yeah. is interesting because last night I was like, wait, I can uh, like if you bid point one bit Bitcoin, which uh, is a decent amount of money, a few but thousand it's not bucks, just like sixteen hundred. No, point one would be twenty four hundred. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry twenty two hundred dollars. Uh, uh, so it would have been twenty two hundred dollars. To, to potentially have this, the, the bids have gone up. So in order to be in the top 100, and how many items are there? Is it a thousand of these? I forget, or 888? Clemente, do we have the numbers uh, handy on how many 12-fold items are being uh, released? It's 300, no? 300, all right. So, uh, well then, I guess uh, in order to get in the top, yeah, point one will get you there right now. It looks like 287 is where they show the leaderboard. So, uh, but... There's people that are tied, which leads me to believe, yeah, you're, uh, it's around 300. Um, I mean, I think at like point one, it's worth a fl- like, it's worth a flyer here with some of these things. I saw some Bitcoiners complaining about the fact that like this requires that you deposit Bitcoin into an address and how offensive that was. And I'm like, isn't that how every art auction works? Well, uh, sure. I think. 
Yeah, the thing is, is uh, so it is an arcade, like it does show how early we are to the development of the Bitcoin blockchain and that in five years and 10 years, it wouldn't be this uh, kind of rudimentary to get this going. But the reality is, is you're basically trusting Yuga. You're sending in this bid and they're just going to send you the money back. Similar wow. Similar to uh, an art auction in the traditional world, but if this happened on Ethereum, for example, there would be much more sophisticated um, structure. It would be a smart contract. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You know why real, you can't do that on Bitcoin? Because those don't exist on Bitcoin yet. Yeah. Do the you? Real reason what, that they were upset though. And, and real quick, easy. I want to go to easy in a second. Nick, when Balaji comes on the Bitcoin show, ladies oh, and gentlemen, so man. next week is the first episode of the Bitcoin show. Balaji, Balaji's not going to be on the first episode, but. I don't even want I don't even want to say this out loud. Look, we're going to get some kick-ass people on the Bitcoin show. I'm plugged in on the Bitcoin side, ladies and gentlemen. Some gigabrain people, uh A16Z level people, okay? Nick's going to come on and we're going to have Nick debate Balaji Srinivasan and shit on uh Bitcoin. We're going to see uh how gigabrain I mean, Nick is. You were like offended by no. that statement. Let's move on to the next. Let's move on. <laughs> Well, what they were upset about was, and if you actually saw the founder of Ordinals like came out and made a comment about it, he was like, it's ridiculous that you're setting the precedent right now for people to just send Bitcoin to an address and then they manually refund it all. So they're like, this is just going to set up for future scams if like people are like, this is the quote gold standard. I don't yeah, think comments, comments and understatement. That guy said some really nasty like uh uh, stuff like he was very aggressive about it. First of all, I feel like if you're going to talk that much shit, maybe you should lay out your genius model that works way better. A and also B, the the stream of logic that these guys had was so weird. They're like, it basically went like this: This is a terrible precedent that Yuga's setting because now other people are going to do this and scam people. And someone replies, "Well, like then you should probably only trust Yuga to do this and not some random person to do this." And then they said. Yeah, but then these other projects are going to say, well, Yuga did it, so we're doing it too. I'm sorry. If you're that dumb, you're going to get scammed in this space. You know what I mean? Like, you can trust Yuga to do this kind of model and also have enough of an IQ level not to trust some random anon person that's like, we're going to do an auction model because Yuga did it. And this is now the standard. You know what I mean? It just, it's just, it's a bizarre Bitcoiner logic. I get it, Kicks. Yes. I get it. A lot of psychosis in that in that uh, field. So look, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, legacy culture of Bitcoin on Twitter specifically, right? On Twitter specifically is these guys that are wicked, mean, and nasty, which this guy is no different. Uh, but yeah, I, I get that it's this is not the gold standard. This is the bullshit standard, quite frankly, and it's going to be developed. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Nick, you got your smile on. Anyway, I think that... Um, I want to talk. So we got Node on stage, you know, generative artwork person extraordinaire. Um, my thing with the 12 fold collection is the art, in my opinion, in my opinion, <laughs> I'm not into it. I'm not into the art at all. I don't know what Node thinks. I want to throw to Node, but this is like an example where it's just all provenance. It, it's all it provenance. Looks, it is. It also looks like those candy uh, things that you, you peel off the paper roll. You yes. know what I'm talking about? Candy dust. Yes. Dude, candy dust. There we go. Does. I want to eat these. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'd do you probably think? I end up eating them. I ate both my board ape M and M. Those are those are gone. That is, I think that's the all time Nick move. That is, I mean, that should go on like. 
I mean, that is just all time, Nick, is to eat the collectible candy that literally you bought as a collectible. It's like, nah, I think I'm just going to eat this. You couldn't go to the convenience store and just buy it regular M&Ms. You had to eat the ones that might be worth money someday. What is a big bag? It's a big bag. <laughs> Node, Node, talk to me about 12-fold. Do we like the art? We do not like the art. And in fact, I, I did a poll on Twitter and uh, two thirds of people also agreed with me that they don't like the art. Uh, so, you know, it is a pure provenance play. And as long as long as they're not worth more than Fidenzas, which they may very well be, then I'll, I'll be okay. But if they do, it'll just kind of like, just kind of feels like a bit of a slap in the face, you know, like then we're all just, we're all just out here, not for the art, but uh, uh, you know, I, I, I likened it to, to Elon Musk's flamethrower analogy. If they can do it, why not? But uh, I wouldn't pretend like this is anything special. It's just like, you know, they clearly whipped this together in a short amount of time. And, and they, decided, they don't hey, have a good eye for fine art. They just don't. Yeah, they're going to throw it on. We're going to throw it on something Seriously. new. And that's exciting. So, I mean, good on them for experimenting. I'm not going to diss them for that. And they're going to make some good money. But uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not I don't think I'm ever going to look at that and be like, oh, this is a you know, really rich NFT uh, piece of fine art, you know, that has some, uh, you know, real, and it, it also like, you don't even, they don't even talk about the artist behind it either, right? It's <laughs> like, hey, our art team put this together. Yeah, some like, some like dipshit, you know, with a LinkedIn profile, just threw this together real quick. Um, well, well, wait, no, did you like candy drops as a kid? Just random question. <laughs> yeah, I the, did. Th th those are fine. <laughs> of they course, Nick they, did. they have li very little flavor, if you recall. They're like a very yeah. big disappointment. You got to eat like 30,000. And the paper would rip off sometimes. So you got to like let that dissolve. Like, and you're like, you're like, why do I have like wax paper in my mouth? Like, I don't understand. So you're like spitting out the wax paper, but having the sugar component and the, the amount of it there is not substantive en enough. So then you're just like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to eat paper. Like, this is real <laughs> shit, Yeah. And so real quick note on the stuff that you talked about, um, this just further solidifies. These guys are crypto bros. The guy, like the, the Yuga Labs, the whole thing, right? It's like crypto guys that really understand like collectibles on crypto, which is why Bordy Biot Club's the most successful collection, which is why it seems like they're really crushing. I mean, look at what they're doing with other, every, excuse me, with the gaming ecosystem. They're doing incredible. So they make really good video game art, really good collectible art. That's what they're good at, which is why it's been a home run. But the fine art stuff, I mean, give me a break. But what you wow. didn't what you didn't touch on is the reason that the provenance is so significant is because this is like probably the most significant uh, generative art collection on you know the giga chain right the ultimate chain right and so when you have it on the best chain that's what's ultimately going to make it worth a lot of money long run and so i think that's the part that you were kind of overlooking is the deep significance of the fact that this is on bitcoin ordinals it's a really 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 big deal and that's why the provenance hits so hard yeah i have a question what uh like how do you do you just get a random one like if you win the bid because i know it's generative i don't no, know sequentially it looks like you get it in order of the the bid. Number number one gets number one. Okay, yeah. So I guess they like ranked them by like which ones look the best or the worst. I'm just so, thinking like looking at the that. price. Like I feel like getting one of these for like point one five Bitcoin is probably not like the the worst financial play of all time. I could see that working out pretty well. I think so too. I'll be curious to see how it gets traded on the secondary. Clemente's got his hand raised. I think he's going to let us know. <laughs> well, we're going to be in trouble. The artist of uh, Twelve Fold is. Well, and there's a poll. 
and there's a poll is Figgy from 10 KTF. So we'll be in trouble for that one. Anyway, uh, chief content officer, co-founder, we knew labs. That's a bull. You'll find them on LinkedIn. <laughs> Clemente, <laughs> something to add here. No, you guys are on it. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Co-founder of 10 KTF, um, pretty well respected in the, in the art community, um, from what I've been seeing. Um, but, and yeah, let, let us know guys, uh, personally, uh, I thought the the leading bid was going to be a little bit higher than than what we're currently seeing at, considering the the hype and and everyone saying they were going to be priced out of this. Uh, but it's at forty five thousand. I put up a poll. Hey, do you think it's going to be over under a hundred thousand with the auction expiring at six p.m. Eastern today? So let us know your thoughts above. Yeah, p- uh, take the poll pin to the top. But uh, also, a uh, quick shout out. They also won four Emmys. Uh, the uh, the team that figgy was on previously but yeah i mean i definitely a random nobody off linkedin i definitely you know think that that uh, is a good way to describe them all right that was my mistake ladies and gentlemen anyway no but that was to be fair like that's how yuga initially announced it they're like our art team put this together so i mean they yeah, didn't they did it, not it give true. him the credit from day one <laughs> some guy what's his name again oh yeah we bought his company um okay well interesting i mean we can we can kind of move on speaking of emmys this momo guru collection that we talked about last week it had a rocky start we can touch on it real quick it's sub 0.5 at this point easy have you been paying attention to this and what do you think about the uh the drop the issues with the smart contract initially the rollout the current situation yeah i mean they have revealed today so i think that you're seeing some interest there from i mean i exited both of mine at like 0.82 0.84 so i got out uh it's just tough like the market in itself is still yeah you know i was happy about the exit but it's still like it's still a bear market you know so like when you see something move like this that's right now the other thing is that they're all common rarities so you have to like play some game to level it up that's Kind of tough because like you have the the reveal gamble and right now it's basically like they're going for a flat rarity. So I think that's the bigger concern on it. Um, and then Mochaverse mints today, so like now it's kind of like the next hype thing. You saw a lot of liquidity move over to the owls. There's just a lot of things like that that are just kind of shifting focus right now, especially because new wallets are not increasing. Do you think <laughs> they, they went they went with the inverse of the Doodles plan? Doodles said everything's rare. Momo Guru said nothing's rare. <laughs> uh, Bunny and Easy, do you think that the chart from Momoguru is going to be like that sort of like that Mechaverse chart that's just like the Pico top is, you know, the day of the mint and then it just goes down? Tough to say because like this project has a ton of like production value. So as long as I just keep trying stuff, I think that it will be a little bit better than the Mechaverse situation where they just revealed like oh, they all look the same. Easy, what do you think the price action on the Bitcoin or the, on 12 fold is going to look like? Like on the I secondary think one Bitcoin floor minimum. How much? Like one Bitcoin is like the mental number in my head for all 300. Wait, for all 300, each one's a Bitcoin? No, that'll be the minimum bid. Like the way that it works is the top 300 bids get it, or top 284, whatever it is, get it. So the lowest bid will be a Bitcoin. Okay, that what, when does this end, this auction? Today. 6 p.m. 3, 3 p.m. Oh, 3 p.m. I'm going to say no. Okay. Let's, let's, let, I'm going to take the under on that one. No, the high majority, I think he's right. The high majority of the bidding for, for auctions always comes at the at the end. Uh, I don't think there's any chance that we see less than one Bitcoin for, for, for the 300. 
How long does it take for these bids to be processed? That's you, the best part. Five days because it's Bitcoin, Nick. It could take a long time. <laughs> so, like, if someone tries to sprint a bid in in like the last fifteen minutes, yeah, you're you're smoked. That, this thing's seven to ten business days. They got a sixty-five-year-old lady with a visor and a type, like a typewriter, you know, a manual calculator doing the accounting on uh, this in, stuff. In all seriousness, though, how, how is that? Do they manually process these? I think that it's automated for when it hits the wallet, but if it hits after, then it's not part of the bid. They manually have to send them back to the the people that don't win. Well, the the floor right now is 0.11 Bitcoin. Look, I'm gonna take the uh, under on this. I'm gonna say the uh, cheapest one is gonna be 0.25 for th uh, an addition of 300 Yuga Labs first Bitcoin generative art collection by Figgy on big, the Bitcoin Ordinals protocol. 0.25 BTC. Figgy, a guy who you didn't know up until five minutes ago. Yeah, I'm going to say 0.25. That's what I'm going to go with here. 0.25. We'll see, Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know if you think Nick's right on point or out to lunch. Should be interesting. Uh, Clemente, what, what's going on with our uh, with our poll right now? The leading, let me look in here, 70% think that the leading bid will be over $100,000. Wow. Well, I mean, I, that's, uh, that's five right bitcoins. Now, the leading bid is two. Um, I think everyone's smoking a bunch of crack as it applies to this action, auction. Uh, so good luck. Uh, are you going to place a bid kicks? Because you seemed pretty compelled on this uh, deal here. I'm I'm not smart enough to even know how to use Bitcoin wallets. So uh, I think I'm going to pass on this one. Do you, um, I got to get get an ordinals wallet to do this stuff. I bought Justin Aversanos, but I'm like too afraid to freaking like it. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. it mess up. Yeah, because if you mess up, if you send it to like a non-taproot uh wallet, like you can really uh you may not ever see that Justin Aversano again. I don't know. Uh, I wish it was longer because like I could I could take the time to like bridge some Bitcoin and then like throw in a bid, but I think it ends today at 3 p.m. I got I got some cyber stadium shit going on. I, I don't think I can swing that. Uh, but if anyone out there wants to place a bid for me and get a little commission, sign in my DM. Can't wait for you to get scammed on that. Wait, what, what's wait, the commission? 0.25 at the floor. I say the floor 0.25. Okay. So exact same. Okay, we'll see. If you that, Nick? Dude, Arlington boys. <laughs> A-Town. A-Town. <laughs> I'm going to say at least 0.75. That's what I'm going to oh, say. Yeah. Kicks, do you have Bitcoin exposure? Do you own any Bitcoin right now? Um, yeah, on Coinbase. How much? I own a couple coins. Ooh, like gonna make it. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. That's awesome. Yeah. I've never bought Bitcoin, like, like real Bitcoin though. I've only bought it on exchanges. Like I've, I've never like set up, like I've done the whole Ethereum MetaMask thing, obviously. Right. But I've never like had Bitcoin actually on the Bitcoin chain. So maybe that's something that I learned how to do in 2020. Hey, you, you don't have a ledger wallet hey. with it? You just grab, yeah, you take a little ledger wallet, a little treasure wallet. You withdraw from Coinbase. You got yourself some Bitcoin there, buddy. You can do it. Uh, I, I love hearing the takes here. Look, moving on, Clemente, what are we talking about next? We, we have to cover the owls. We, we, you know, just quick thoughts on it just to catch people up to speed. This was a free mint on Friday. Uh, and since then it has ran up all the way. It touched 0.45 ETH. There's been a small pullback. 
It's currently sitting at 0.36. The bag pumpers here are saying that they love the simplicity of it. We've heard comparisons to Jack Butcher's uh, checks, calling it a poor man's checks, but it has done over $14 million in volume. I um, mean, the big takeaway that people were noticing is that uh, as soon as these collections are listed on Blur, this increased yeah. liquidity does create less dips, less volatility. And um, if you can get in on these early enough, uh, you're looking at uh, some success. But the big question here is at 0.36, where do we go from here? I am actually very curious to see what uh, easy things thing here. ever. <laughs> Maybe I want to hear from do a small segment of buy, sell, send it to zero with the owls. For <laughs> send easy it to zero. So in other words, just ask easy what he thinks of the owls. All right, here's the segment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just easy, what do you think, buddy? Uh, uh, <laughs> you, you know, missed it, right? Or did you? Did you yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I was. I like before I left. I actually sold a ton of stuff because, like, if I can't monitor the market, I don't like holding positions. So I couldn't actually like trade it. Um, and I checked in and had the worst FOMO. Because I'm in a, a Discord and people were like aggressively pinging these at 0.04, which was like an oh yeah, like oh aggressively. The Discord was all over it sub 0.05. Yeah. Saw it from 0.01 to 0.04 all over it. Also, wanted to shout out Cold Lab said owls go hard. Let me translate that for you, ladies and gentlemen. I hold owls. I hold owls. Thank yeah, you, Cold so, Labs, I mean, for letting us know. Interesting to me about this though is you've seen so many derivatives after this. Like Kicks actually posted a funny picture of like a, a, a Chad. And was like, I'm launching these. And everyone was like going crazy. <laughs> and you've seen like six other iterations. There's a dog, a fox, a cat. And literally you can type in chat GPT in this. Like chat GPT is so goaded. It just like makes it up. You literally type in there. You're like, like make me a llama only using keyboard strokes. It's like, no problem, dude. You want me to just post this on OpenSea for you? Or yeah. can you figure that part what's, out yourself? What's interesting about these owls though is there's a lot of Moonbird holders who are buying these. Like if you see the overlap, that's what like to me was interesting. But like there's. Everyone, the running joke was like, this is a 45-year-old father who launched his collection as an Adon founder. That's all we know about the guy. Well, so now like, he docks well, himself. Even a father. It's oh, he docks himself? Shadow, yeah, it's probably a shadow ring from Eastern Europe. They just uh, use that as their latest cover story. I mean, I think it's cool. It's like a, it's one of those, it's one of those cult hits. We always have a cult, a cult classic cult hit. You know what I mean? Just like in the movies, we have it in NFTs all the time. I think it's cool. It was well done. And there's also not a lot of other stuff going on, right? So when something captures like the zeitgeist of the, the NFT community for a little bit, you get a nice run here. I think comparing it to Jack Butcher is interesting. <laughs> I think checking back in on this thing in six months will be interesting. But a hell of a trade, huge guap. Um, and I have one more thought, but I'm going to kick to you, Pia. Well, real quick, I was going to say, I've been practicing uh, predicting the future. So I actually am able to predict what it's going to be in six months. Are you ready for it, Kicks? Yeah, it's going to yeah, be worth there. zero. It's going to be worth absolutely nothing in six months. Also, shout out uh, to the gentleman. We just shouted out Cold Labs. After we set, we translated his tweet to I hold owls, he responded, yes, sir. We knew that, Cold Labs. There was no reason for you to respond. Well, in uh, this is in, uh, Clemente laid out something interesting with the blur with the blur farming. I, I'm pretty sure, right? You get more blur bid points depending on the volume of the collection. So there is something interesting when something new picks up volume. It kind of gets like an accelerated booster effect by blur because then all the farmers come in and add liquidity, and it kind of like makes a makes a big run. What's the there's a, there's a word for that, right? Like so, it's like volume breeds volume. It's like yeah. uh, it, it's an exponential growth, basically. Basically, yeah, the volume gets attracted to the, the thing. Said that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> nice. Nick, look, look at Nick deep in thought on the owls. 
No, I'm watching a helicopter outside of my window. But the uh, the other thing. Oh, I see. It. Uh, uh, I was uh, thinking about here is it reminds me of the ducks back in the day that uh, went up to one ETH. What were those things that we mentioned? Indifferent ducks. Indifferent. They went ducks. to one Ethereum. Yeah, it went up to one ETH. People were pissed. I remember people like chatting at me, being like, "I bought a bunch of indifferent ducks," and I'm like, "Okay, I didn't like, tell you to do yeah, that. Like, like, like I didn't tell you to do that." And I also didn't sell mine, so I didn't make any gains on indifferent ducks. But uh, that it, it feels similar to that, except way worse. Like indifferent ducks actually had some level of art that was associated with it. Here's the thing that I will say. As we've been going through our own PFP journey, we got the Bodagos. We got uh, another pro our, our ETH, ETH project, project. And uh, almost slipped up there. Um, and uh, You almost uh, said the word. Uh, and uh, basically, I have immense respect for people that at least get a PFP project out the door. But it's things like this that are just like offensive because <laughs> you're like, why, why have I been working? Like, some, sometimes I'm just like, it, there's quotes like, we like the art. And then, and then it's like, but do you like that? Like, this is so fucking ridiculous. It's things like this that are just offensive because you're like, okay, well, there's a meme here uh, that, you know, makes, makes these things run. You know, it was it's, wild. It started pumping legacy ASCII art <laughs> off of this stuff. So oh randomly, I logged into Blur. And it was like, dude, you you still got twenty chain faces, and there's there was point zero five bids on them, so I just floored them all, dude. Oh, just free ETH. That's awesome. That congratulations right? on that. Um, here right we're back. we're gonna we're gonna go to Node, um, Nick. Just to make you feel better, the the nice thing is in six months these things are zero, and the people that actually try are able to build something that's a little bigger than a, a couple day pump on some bullshit art where people are just like, uh, yeah, it was like a good play. Uh, anyway, Node Arena, you got your hand raised. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, Kicks actually mentioned it, but like we got to give credit and shout out to good old Nate Alex, like OG in the space, who literally created a project uh, very similar, but like way back in the day. And he, he's been good natured about it. He was like, oh, I guess I should have just done it as an animal and not as a face, you know? And like he could have he could have made bank. His creator royalties on it are set to zero. Like, and, and meanwhile, this just random new skinned project is taking off. So we just got to give a shout out to Nate for, you know, being the OG and, and dropping something back in the day and being good natured about the fact that, uh, some some rando derivative is what's uh what's working he did well, it looks it looks better i mean i'll give it that like it actually looks like wolves and like, he did the, make oh, like sorry, sorry like what is it called what, uh owls. owls and the 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 uh the other one is uh You're is, up all over the place nick drink the, some the, fucking decaf over there dude the other one is is uh <laughs> the the other one looks like i i had no coffee today actually yeah I like, we can today, tell buddy we can tell the other one is called uh, the chain faces. At least those faces didn't even look like faces. Well, like, yeah. The I other mean, thing, I feel like that's the that's the reality with that one. So I feel like these two things aren't comparable. Well, he also made like two million bucks. So cry me a river. I mean, Jesus, the standards in this space. You know what I said about anyway. Never mind. It's not even worth talking about. Okay, uh, Clemente, what do we got on tap next? Or any closing thoughts from anybody on the uh, the owls? Good God. Uh, Clemente, what's, what's going on, buddy? The next piece to to cover, and it's kind of on the same theme, so we don't have to talk about it too much, but the word on this, people are pretty excited about uh, 
CryptoPunks now able to receive blur bids. So they're, they're listed on blur right now as wrapped CryptoPunks. About 2,200 are on blur. Uh, and what's cool about it is you can now put in a collection offer on punks, which you weren't able to do before. And people are, the, the word on the street is, hey, this may cause a liquidity shifting into punks, cause a little bit of a pump here for the, the once thought stable coin uh, of NFTs here. Um, I'm very curious to see what, what Nick thinks about the uh, about these being listed on Blur uh, and if he's excited about where they go from here. Sorry, which, which project on Blur? CryptoPunks are now no oh. on Blur, so you can put in collection Nick, offers, which you, you know weren't you're, able to You're talking about wrapped CryptoPunks. That, that's always been a, a subset of, uh, of the punks. I mean, I, I could care less. Um, you like, care about anything? <laughs> this is actually pretty interesting because it could pump your backs, right? Because if you think about it, well, then I'm interested if it, if it does. But when when is Blur ever pumped my backs? I don't know. I feel like it hasn't so far. I, I didn't I didn't get to participate in the airdrop in any significant way. None of the floor prices are pumping as a result of it. It did sustain for a bit the board ape thing until uh, until um, Machi ended up uh, dumping it some. I don't. Someone says, "How are wrapped CryptoPunks a subset?" You have to go through a process to wrap them. Like it's not like you can just bid on any CryptoPunk using this approach. Correct. Correct. Yeah, they have like to be wrapped in order problem. to. It's just like if you wanted to sell it on OpenSea, you have to wrap them, uh, and then you can, yeah, then you can sell them on Blur or on or on OpenSea. So it depends on I mean, how many people want to do it. I like that there's more liquidity there. That's interesting. And from that standpoint, that's a good thing. If you can get, look, if you can expand the number of markets that cover something, well, that's a great thing. Uh, but I, I, I'm not quite sure in terms of like, there's a distinction when you have a liquidity pool uh, built around uh, trading these things. That said, we'll see more volume and it's nice uh, from that standpoint. But I don't know. I, I still haven't fully digested all the implications. Like, I feel like we need to sit back and watch what happens in this market once uh, Blur's rewards system is, like, gone. How, how this, like, what the true impact of this is over time. Look, I, there's nothing wrong with liquidity. And the thing that I do love about Blur uh, is that if I'm feeling, like, emotionally insecure about my NFT portfolio, I can just go dump it. That's something that I really like about Blur. Uh, the thing that I dislike about Blur, well, actually, I don't know. The things that I dislike about it are are not yet have not played out. So it's it's it, only time will tell for for me with this. But I do like if I wanted to get rid of my punk real quick, I could get rid of my punk theoretically. But the problem is I have to wrap it, and I'm not going to dump my punk to bids like because I have a mid tier punk, and and uh, don't sell yourself short. That's a high tier punk. Okay, it's it's objectively mid is the way that it uh, it's ranked. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay, well I appreciate you saying that it's beautiful. On a visual standpoint, I think it's a lovely punk and it's high tier. I would agree with you on that, uh, kicks. Uh, but in terms of rarity, it's right down the middle. The thing that I'd say is like, I don't know if this results in like blur does not seem like uh, the type of place where art collectors go to trade the finer things and bid on things and and that sort of thing. And uh, and from that standpoint, I'm like, all right, it doesn't really impact me with my punk. But if I wanted to just go get quick liquidity, I could. 
well, what's the floor? A hundred thousand? Like I, I wouldn't do that because the the VR floor is at one hundred fifty thousand. You could sell it instantly at one thirty, but I don't think you're going to see that action on Blur necessarily. Um, and so that's the that's the thing that I'm uh, waiting to I see. Mean, just wait until uh, base NFTs are tradable on Blur, dude. I got two hundred of those Coinbase NFTs. Okay. I mean, watch out for that. They're, they're already tradable. It's but just no one's trading them. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to be big one day. Okay. I mean, look, the rise of Blur is pretty fascinating. Uh, I read an article on the founder of Blur. We had touched uh, upon this before, but he's definitely one of those, uh, you know, kind of s- special talents in terms of, uh, you know, just, uh, I mean, j- just his background. You know, he, I think uh, I read that he actually, for he he didn't do his last year of high school or he skipped a year of high school to be a full-time software engineer at a San Francisco startup. So he dropped out of high school for that. Then he ended up going to MIT. He dropped out of MIT, started a business. I think he got an exit and then and then got to blur. And he's like 24 years old now. So it is interesting to see a, an actual viable competitor to OpenSea that's really challenging OpenSea. And a lot of people are now saying OpenSea uh, may actually fall off in a big way. Whereas previous competitors is like looks rare sort of just felt like borderline a scam so that the people that were early investors in it could make a bunch of money. And then X2Y2 doesn't seem to actually have traction. It was almost like they were too early on the royalty-free thing and didn't execute it in a good enough way. They didn't have the token for rewards. And as a result, they were just too early on what ultimately became the standard. Uh, And it's hard to tell whether they'll survive. Um, Clemente, I know we got one more story to discuss. Just want to remind everyone, sign up for the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter that you can subscribe to at thenifty.com. We put it out seven days a week. Uh, That's T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y.com. Clemente, what are we talking about next? So big mint today uh, is the Mocha Burst. Uh, This is Animoca Brands' PFP collection. It's a supply of 8888. The mint starts at 2 p.m. Eastern. The reason why people are pretty excited about this uh, and think that it's going to run is basically the only way to get allow list if you are is if you are an Animoca Brands investor, uh, subsidiary. If you're an a, a Animoca Brands employee or an employee of their subsidiaries, uh, if you are one of the Animoca Brands portfolio companies, or if you are their partner, um, and uh, Animoca Brands is going to add is expecting to add about. Two to three thousand of those NFTs into their treasury, so people are expecting a little bit of a supply shock. And lastly, uh, the price of it is free plus one optional paid one at 0.138 ETH. Uh, so a lot of expectations going into this one. They're doing, uh, they're leaning into education with this and and networking. If you own their NFT, um, and because of the lack of allow list that they were giving out to the public and for us normies, uh, people are expecting. A lot of price action, a lot of volume into this one. So one to watch for today. It's interesting to have that approach. Um, I think a lot of times an approach like that would have gotten a negative reaction from the kind of NFT audience because, yeah, go ahead, Nick. I kind of like it uh, in the standpoint, I was uh, at an event last week and uh, this woman at uh, SAP Success Factors, is, uh, which apparently is an HR product, was talking about how sh- they had launched NFTs for employees so that like uh, rewards, uh, awards, sorry, that didn't come out properly. 
uh, could be issued to employees directly and they could receive those as NFTs. And I kind of like that, um, that approach. And the thing, same thing exists here where it's sort of like, it's interesting for Web3 companies to give their employees NFTs or access to those NFTs, especially for free, because it's like a way that they're like, I don't know how the IRS, you know, treats this uh, from a tax standpoint, but like, uh, it's sort of like, well, I guess because it's free, it's not income, but it has some sort of intrinsic value. It's a way to kind of get a bonus um, is that you can uh, have this NFT or if you really like it, you can hold on to it. That to me is like, uh, is, is actually interesting. I, I don't have anything, I don't see anything wrong with that actually personally in terms of giving uh, the, the only negative thing you can say is like, oh, great, uh, you know, insiders get this and get to dump on the normies. It's like, you didn't even know about this project before it was brought up. And so who gives a shit? Like, I, I feel like it, it, there's no impact whatsoever. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I actually like that approach to uh, doing it. I mean, the bigger thing is like, do I want one of these? And I don't like... What, what is the value of having one of these? Uh, there, there's... It's exposure it's, to Animoca Brands. It's their PFP project. The other way that they did it too and they had a raffle. So there was like a variety of partner projects and the raffle tickets were actually selling for about $30 per ticket. Uh, they actually, I believe also had like guaranteed mints that you could buy off of Binance smart chain that were selling for upwards of $8,000. So there's certainly demand for this, which is also come out of the gate. Easy. You think uh, probably close to an ETH. Let me, uh, let me explain what the utility is real quick. Uh, uh, kicks. Um, you can also just go to mochaverse.xyz and read this. Um, Holders will be able to learn, play, do good, and build together. Get excited about that. I Util love doing good. Uh, utilities will be co-created by our communities. Ooh. Enjoyed by our communities, empowered by Animoca brands. Our utility offerings will be diverse with just a few examples below. Learn, master classes and AMAs with industry leaders. Play, exclusive game passes, access to unique in-game assets and airdrops. Do good. Opportunities to make meaningful contributions towards social causes. Build. Access to resources and tools for builders in the Web3. Dude, I, my, my biggest thing, this feels very much like the, um, what was the paid content uh, thing we saw the other Raul week? Paul? Yeah. Real that, Vision? That, that project, it feels very similar. I mean, in a bear market, can companies keep dropping NFTs? with where the utility is just a promise of something in the future. That's the one thing that's sort of just like, I, I guess maybe what's frustrating for, for me is sort of the way that um, we're sort of thinking through that on our own projects and putting in the work on that front and then seeing things like this happen feels like there's a lot of brands out there that want to just sort of coast on their brands themselves. And, uh, and maybe that's the, you know, I can say that's the benefit of creating a, uh, a brand. I was going to say, I mean, this is Animoca Brands. It is a, a big player in our yeah. ecosystem, in our gaming, in the gaming ecosystem too. And this is the first time they've done this. It's not like this is the fourth time, right? That is true. So it'll be, I mean, it, I like, I, like I said, I still stand by the thing that I said. I like the way that this drop uh, goes to employees. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Like there's no, no, you're forced everyone, to buy it, Nick. You, they, you have to let them dump on you. And everyone that like complains about those sorts of things is just like, why, why wasn't I given this cheap access to something to give me uh, more money? ETH? Why, why didn't I get a free ETH? And it's sort of like, 
Yeah, and that and that you're not deserving. That mental issue is why you they they will not find abundance in life, right? Because they're they're too busy feeling like they are getting excluded by the universe instead of like thanking the universe for the opportunities they have. You know, they they're lacking gratitude kicks. I couldn't say that more. I feel like uh, for us to just give a little more gratitude to the blessings that we've received and spend a lot less time on the fact that you didn't get early access to the Animoca brands. Exactly. I mean, look at easy. Look at, look at how much abundance and gratitude he has flowing out of his chakras today. I bet this dude has 10 of these ready to mint. He's going to flow. I have zero. No, he, he low key works at Animoca brands. No, it's, it's it's under the radar though. Exactly. Post COVID everybody, people just sign up for five jobs and they just get like five different paychecks and they work remote. So easy has been working at Animoca brands low key, but I, I agree with Nick. I'm just so fucking grateful, dude. I'm just so fucking grateful. Uh, well, we'll see what happens with uh, Mochaverse. At the end of the day, I like this more than the Momo Guru hype. So I hope that at the end of the day, uh, Animoca Brands, you know, does something interesting and represents well for established big time brands in our space. They've invested in just about everybody that's in the gaming ecosystem. Clemente, anything else that we got to cover today before we wrap? Nothing else. I, I was just looking at at oddities, man. These things dipped. Last week, they're now sitting at 0.75. So, but that's just the only thing I'll be, uh, geez, they dipped hard. But wow. no, that's it for me, PO. Sorry, I, Moonbirds at 6.2, Oddities at, at 0.75. That's a hard dip. Easy. What do you think of that dip on Oddities? Not surprising, to be honest. Like, I think when we asked if Oddities were a buy or sell, I had said that I was selling just because for me, oh, even, okay. yeah, you know, like we were spot on once again. Uh, but for me, it's just like you look at something and they came out and said that this is the Moonbirds are a art collector's PFP, but they just kind of like ignored anything that had to do with the oddities. Yeah, they didn't say anything about oddities. And if Moonbirds is the art collector's PFP, then oddities is like like the ugly art collectors. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like the, the rug collectors. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I don't they think that they came out and said that. Owl, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> they did not I, say that. No, no, but that's that's how I interpreted it. I think that was the positioning actually. I do think that that was um uh we're working on uh, a PFP for the ungrateful Dgen douchebag. <laughs> exactly what we're working on so that's the demographic that we're looking to categorize. Um, and capture in the market. And there's a surprising number of them. <laughs> so I really think that we have a lot of potential here. Um, that's on our investor deck. Um, <laughs> is, uh, that that's the target demographic. And um, uh, it's not only kids that, uh, uh, adults, it's not just adults, but it's actually ones that are uh, self-righteous jerks. Um, <laughs> it, it's a subset of that demographic, which I think is a great demographic to go after. It's also people that come from broken homes where the alternative to being a full-time NFT trader was actually doing a prison bid. So I'm really pretty thrilled about the different demographics. This is a Venn diagram that showcases the union of the different demographics that we're going for. Um, but yeah, it, it is going to be interesting to see whether oddities at this number make sense uh, for, for a buy, you know, from a speculation perspective. Look, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. 
Uh, shout out to everybody that's contributed today. Easy Node, Kicks, Bunny, Nick, of course. Uh, Signal will be back this week. Have no fear, ladies and gentlemen. I know a lot of people uh, were ready to boycott the show because Signal wasn't here. We run the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern time each and every week. We'll see what happens with the Mochaverse Mint. We'll see what happens with 12-fold the auction on Bitcoin ordinals. We will catch you guys tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow every single week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.